Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis how God wants us to be like Abraham, to come out of our terrible Egypt experience and close the book on the chapter of sin in our lives. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org and iTunes. Before we begin today, we'd like to thank you for your listenership, and we want to let you know that we still need your continued financial support to stay on this station. Remember that your donation is tax-deductible through Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program. You can donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. And now as Christmas is approaching and Hanukkah, Just a few weeks away, Tom Cantor has written a 17-page gospel track called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. Now, this track will help you to reach lost Jewish people at Christmas time, whether they're at your work or maybe they're just friends or neighbors or someone you know. This track has a wonderful illustration that is even good for Gentiles or Jewish people. It's a wonderful track. Now, this booklet is not available on our website, and we truly do have a limited supply of them. But it is available for a donation amount, any amount, today, if you call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. You can get Tom Cantor's gospel tract, 17-page gospel tract on how a Jew learned the true meaning of Christmas. Call us today for a donation of any amount, 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation support of the Friendship with God radio program not only keeps us with this teaching program on the radio, but it will also help Jewish and Gentile people to be reached with the gospel, not just over the airwaves, but at Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, we have massive door-to-door evangelization campaigns. And during our outreach campaigns, we reach 1.2 million Jewish doors per year. Now, we promote the program by giving out gospel invitations to listen with door hangers and impact cards. And these gospel invitations go to Jewish people and Gentiles. So without your support of this program and this station, we could not reach the Jew first with the gospel, as well as the Gentiles with the gospel. So today, we're offering you a 17-page gospel track booklet from Tom Cantor called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. You're going to need this at Christmas time, Hanukkah time. It's going to be a great track to help you reach lost Jewish people, especially at Christmas, especially at Hanukkah, those that are around you at work those that are Jewish, and even good for those that aren't Jewish. It's got a wonderful illustration in there that's great for anyone to understand the true meaning of Christmas. Now, this track booklet's not available on our website. Again, we truly have a limited supply of them, but it's available for a donation of any amount today if you call us right now at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for your support. We've received so many emails and phone calls and letters and support how this program has impacted your life, but we still need you to support the program and make a difference by getting the gospel out there to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we want you today to get this track booklet as a way to say thank you for your support. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue our study from the book of Genesis and as we study the life of Abraham. Let's look to God in prayer. Lord, again, we come so so knowing of our great need to be taught by God this morning. And so we pray, Lord, calm all the distracting thoughts and open our hearts that we might learn from you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, Genesis chapter 13, we're beginning now at verse 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, all that he had, lot with him, into the south. Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold, and he went on in his journeys from south even to Bethel, and to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, and unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord, and Lot also, which went up to Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite, the Perizzite, dwelt in the, then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen. For we be brethren, if not the whole land before thee, separate thyself. I pray thee from me, if thou wilt take the left hand, I'll go to the right. And if thou depart to the right hand, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. For the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him, all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east and separated himself the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. All right, now, in our last study, you remember with the first verse we came to here in chapter 13, verse 1, where it says, Abram went up out of Egypt. Those words, Abram went up out of Egypt, are very, very important because what they really constitute is a bookend. It's a bookend in Abraham's life. It's actually the last bookend in this history in Abraham's life. Because the first bookend, you remember in Genesis 12.10, where it said Abram went down into Egypt. So when Abram went down into Egypt, that was a terrible experience. That was the beginning of a terrible experience for Abraham. We could call that Abraham's terrible Egypt experience. That's what it was. So those words, and Abram went down into Egypt, they don't just mean that Abram just traveled down into Egypt. We know that when Abram went down into Egypt, that Abram went spiritually down into Egypt. That was a terrible time for Abraham. It was Abraham's terrible Egypt experience because that was the time for Abraham when instead of believing God, that God would give children to Abraham before he died, that Abraham feared for his life and devised this lie that put Sarah in great danger and put Abraham in a place of great embarrassment where he was rightly rebuked by Pharaoh, who in essence was saying to Abraham, what's the matter with you? Why don't you trust the greatness and mightiness of God, who I've just had experience with? So then these verses now, this verse now in verse 1, where it starts off and it says, Abram went up out of Egypt, we saw from verses 3 and 4 in this chapter that as soon as Abraham came out of Egypt, that he made this beeline to get back to where he left God. And so we saw in those verses 3 and 4 the importance of those words, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. And the other part, unto the place of the altar which he had made at the first. And so those words, at the beginning, those words, at the first, show for us a strong desire that Abraham had. What kind of desire did Abraham have? 
Abraham had a strong desire to return to God. Abraham had a strong desire to get back to his old life of worship and dedication to God. Abraham had this strong desire to come home to the place, to his life, where he was calling on the name of the Lord as his practice. Abraham had this strong desire. His life with God was dead, and he had the strong desire to reanimate it, get it going again. So the words in verse 1 are very important when it says, and Abraham went up out of Egypt. They don't just mean again that Abraham traveled out of Egypt. We know that when Abraham went up out of Egypt, Abraham went spiritually up out of Egypt. So those words in verse 1, Abraham went out of Egypt, are the second, they're the final bookend. And they mark the end of Abraham's terrible Egypt experience. That's why we call Genesis 12.10 and Genesis 13.1 the two bookends of Abraham's terrible Egypt experience. Abraham went down into Egypt. That's the start of his terrible Egypt experience. He went up out of Egypt. That's the end. So those words are so encouraging to us. Why are they encouraging? Because we have times in our lives when we go down into Egypt. We have our own terrible Egypt experiences. And we have the times in our lives when we fall into sin. And God wants us to look at this history here of Abraham and see that there can be a second bookend. God wants us to say when we fall into sin that just as there was that one bookend, the same for Abraham, which was the beginning of his terrible Egypt experience, he wants us like Abraham to come up out of that terrible Egypt experience. He wants us to have a second bookend like Abraham does in the end. We will continue finishing with Tom Cantor's message from the life of Abraham. And it's been exciting studying the life of Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people and nation. Now, Tom Cantor wants to help you to better understand the Jewish people. So today we're offering a two-disc DVD teaching set about the Jewish people. It's called The Jewish People, Past, Present, and Future, as seen in the life of Joseph. It's a wonderful two-disc DVD set that we'd like to offer you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. So please call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to get a copy of this two-disc DVD teaching set from Tom Cantor on the Jewish people, 1-800-247-3051. And that's for a donation amount of $50 or more, and we'll be able to send you that two hours of teaching from Tom Cantor. This great two-disc set will help you to better understand the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, as seen in the life of Joseph in scriptures. Now, we're offering this, again, for a donation amount of $50 or more. You can get this two-disc DVD set so you can learn more about the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, and great Tom Cantor teaching. So call us today for your donation amount of $50 or more. We'll send that to you, one 800 247 3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, we also have a book written by Tom Cantor called Understanding the Jewish Messiah and the History and Future of the Jewish People Through the Life of Joseph. This book shows you the biblical past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, call us today so you can learn more about God's lost chosen nation of people 
Now, we're offering this to you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. Again, call us 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. For a donation of $50 or more, we've got the two-disc DVD set or the book from Tom Cantor on understanding the past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, remember, your donation doesn't just help keep this radio program going on your station in your city, but it also supports Israel Restoration Ministries and the gospel going out to millions and millions of lost people, especially lost Jewish people. And we have door-to-door evangelism that takes place with IRM missionaries that not only put out gospel tracts about the Friendship with God radio program, millions of them, but they also put out millions and millions of gospel gifts to lost Jewish people every year. We've reached millions with the gospel the past three years. So please, call us, support this program. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. But call us for that offer today of $50 or more. We'll send you the DVD or the book of Understanding the Jewish People, 1-800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue studying the life of Abraham. So the Lord Jesus Christ, he's always holding open his arms to us and he's saying, Let's close this chapter in your life. This is enough. Let's put the second bookend on it that reads the end of your terrible Egypt experience. As when we have our terrible Egypt experience, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying the same thing to us that he said to the Jewish people who have been in a very long terrible Egypt experience. But he says in Hosea 14.1, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. And then he says in Hosea 13, 9, O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. We find ourselves like Israel when we say, we might say like Israel does, but we don't have any strength to do that. We can't do that. And then God says in Isaiah 27, 5, he says when the feeling of no strength come on, he says, or let him take hold of my strength. Like you see God putting out his arm. He says, take a hold of my arm. Let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make peace with me. So God's made it so easy with these verses for anyone to return to him. You know, if a person has never been reconciled to God, if a person has never been saved, has no friendship with God at all, if a person's in that state, God could not have made it easier for a lost person to be saved. Why? Because in Romans 10.3, it says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It couldn't be easier. What is the name of the Lord? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. So we can say, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. How do you do that? You call on the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, save me from my sins. That's it. It's so easy. It's so simple. Whosoever shall call is so simple. Whosoever shall call, that's all. You can't remember it that way. He could have made it easier. That's whosoever shall call. It's enough. It's Dainu. It's enough. And so he made it so easy. And for the believer who falls into sin. God's made it so easy to put the end of it when he said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins on one hand and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, all we have to do is confess and God does all the rest. So you can remember that way. All we do is confess, God does the rest. Whosoever shall call, that's all. See, we confess, 
God does the rest. He, what does God do? He forgives us. What's that mean? That means that he removes the external roadblock that stands between us and God. Forgiveness. And then he cleanses us. What does that mean? That means that God removes the internal roadblock that stands between us and God. So when we read in verse 3 that after Abraham had reached the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first, and there Abraham called the name of the Lord, what was it that Abraham was telling God when he called on the name of the Lord? He was confessing, was confessing his sin in the terrible Egypt experience. And God was being faithful there to forgive Abraham for his sin, to cleanse Abraham from all his unrighteousness, and that put in place the second bookend on this terrible Egypt experience. Because this is your new life. Your new life. And the devil says, look at all those people that know that you're a Christian. You can't go back to your Christian life. Everyone will say, you're a hypocrite. You've got to stay where you are. See, the devil says, you can't go back. Now, God is so disgusted with you. God would never take you back after what you've done. You're finished. It's all over for you. There's no way back for you. And the devil says that. The devil loves to say that. There's no way back for you. But that's not what God is saying. See, the devil is saying, you really blew it, pal. You're finished as a Christian. But the devil, he doesn't have the words of God. Because what God's words is, God is calling out. And he said, there's always a way back. And so God is calling out. And he's calling out, like we saw in this verse here, with the word first. And he's calling out. And he's, you know, he said, thou hast left thy first love. From Revelation 2.4. You know, he's calling out from the next verse, Revelation 2.5. You say, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do the first works. And Abraham had heard God calling out with the word first to him. He heard God like say to him, Abraham, Abraham, the problem is you've left your first love. See, he heard God saying that. And that's what we see Abraham doing when he's, as soon as he comes up out of Egypt, Abraham is making this beeline back to his first love, back to God as his first love. And Abraham has heard God calling out to him, and he says, Abraham, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works. And that's what we see Abraham doing in verse 4. And he goes unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first, and there Abraham called, Abraham called on the name of the Lord. So what's he doing? He's remembering. Therefore, from whence he had fallen, Abraham is repenting. Abraham is doing the first works. So what we're seeing here in Abraham is Abraham being healed. That's great. Think about that. Abraham is being healed. We see Abraham in the healing process. Jehovah Jesus told Moses in Exodus 15, 26, very important words. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. What a great statement he said. Uh, Several years ago at a conference uh, for infectious disease clinicians, I heard a lecture by Dr. Harriet Jones. And Dr. Jones, Dr. Harriet Jones, Dr. Jones, she guides the wound management clinic at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And under her leadership, there have been great achievements at this place. 
And so she specializes in limb salvage. And so as a result, the University of Mississippi has one of the lowest amputation rates, for, especially for diabetic patients in the country. And so Dr. Jones, at this lecture, was describing this incredible symphonic elegance of the wound healing process in such a way, she described it in such a way that there was no doubt in my mind that she believed in God, that she had believed that, the, that God put this healing process together. And so we made contact, and she's a believer, and she's put together our wound healing display at the Creation Museum, and then she made a lecture for us on God's elegant wound healing process. Really something. Thank you for listening to the Friendship with God radio program with Tom Cantor. We appreciate your listenership and support of this program. Today we have another great offer for you. Many of you know that Tom Cantor is a great Bible teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, and a CEO. But maybe you didn't know that he's also a successful scientist. That's right. In fact, Tom Cantor has written a short booklet of his life story and his study of science and creationism. It's a 48-page power-packed testimony of his life and how science supports biblical truths of creationism. This wonderfully titled book is called How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. There is no true story out there quite like this one from the life of Tom Cantor. And he's got a unique life story. And this is his search for the truth of God. And we've recorded it in this wonderful book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. And it shows how the Creator is easily seen in science and the Bible. This is a very popular evangelism book for Jewish and Gentiles alike. Now you can get this book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist, free today by calling us at 1-800-247-3051. And for any donation of any amount today, we'll give you that book for free. How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist by Tom Cantor, his life story as a scientist, and how his search for God showed that we were created. 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 for any donation amount of any size today. Call us. We'll send you this book, 48-page booklet, on how Tom Cantor saw that science and the Bible completely agree and how he became a scientific creationist being Jewish himself. So he's not only a great Bible teacher, pastor, evangelist, and CEO, but he's also a successful scientist, and you can read about his story and his life and how he understood creationism from the Bible, from science, from the scriptures, how a Jew became a scientific creationist. So call us today for your donation. We'll send you this book from Tom Cantor, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation helps to keep the Friendship with God radio program going across the airwaves, but it also helps the gospel to go out to millions and millions of people, especially lost Jewish people throughout the U.S., Israel, South America, Canada, America. It's going out door-to-door through our IRM missionaries and this radio program, Friendship with God. And your tax-deductible donation and support helps to get the gospel out to Jewish people and to Gentiles. So by you financially supporting this program, you are helping the gospel to go to the Jew first, as it says in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that's the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now your support of the Friendship with God radio program 
keeps us on the airwaves with teaching, and we do get Jewish people that listen in as well, too, but it also helps the gospel to go to the Jew first as we reach millions of lost Jewish people every year with the gospel. We want you to support and be a part of that, so go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org to be able to donate online or call us today at 1-800-247-3051. We do need your support, 1-800-247-3051. We'd also like to encourage you to go to our website, not just to donate, but also to sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. It's just a small thought on one verse of Scripture from Tom Cantor. It's not an entire devotion that you would have sent to you, but just one verse and one thought from Tom Cantor, drawing out the richness of the Scripture with one thought that you can meditate on each day. Because Bible reading is very important. It's wonderful when we would read through the Word of God, But Psalms chapter 5, verse 1 says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Psalms 19, verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So meditation is very important on the Word of God, and having one verse and one thought to meditate on is very powerful. Sign up for that daily devotional verse at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse, sign up for it. It's a wonderful daily devotional thought and something you can really meditate on and really put into your heart. Now, you can also find this daily devotional verse on Facebook. Just look for Tom Cantor, Israel Restoration Ministries, or the Friendship with God radio program on Facebook, and you can receive this daily devotional verse. You can also sign up for our newsletter that has salvation testimonies from Jewish people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as what we're doing at Israel Restoration Ministries to reach over a million lost people, especially lost Jewish people. We go out, seek them out, over a million lost Jewish people a year, as well as many Gentiles are given the gospel as well, too. This is a wonderful ministry. We'd like you to support it. Hear about what's going on through our newsletter and Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. Go to friendshipwithgod.org or call us at one 800 247 3051. 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for listening and join us again tomorrow.